Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. One of the most exhausting, time-consuming, energy-draining things can be parenting. I'm not gonna lie, I freaking love my kids, and being a parent is just not easy. It's an opportunity to face literally every single piece of childhood trauma you've ever had, clean up every single coping mechanism you developed over time. I mean, you're looking at your own eyes pretty much. When you look at your kids and they're they're just, they're so pure, they deserve the best, and here you are trying your hardest, but man, it's tough. And I'm not going to lie, I have probably spent well over 15k on parenting coaching, and I want to say every single penny was worth it. Every single penny was worth it. And at the end of the episode or in the show notes, I'm also going to leave you the coaches that I worked with because they were all phenomenal. I love them. And depending on what it is that you're looking support with, you 100% should go for it. Now, that said, when it comes to managing a seven-figure business with six teammates, probably close to a hundred to 200 course clients a month and currently I think 12 or 13 high touch clients meaning mastermind one-on-one or one-on-one boxer it's a lot it's a lot and that on top of being a parent to two little ones age three and four it's just it's a lot of things to manage But very similarly to scaling your business, I really think about parenthood in terms of my capacity, how much time do I have, how much energy do I have, and what do I need in the moment. Because I can only be such a good mom as I actually have energy to pour. When I am out of energy before the day is over, What will happen is that I become snappy, I become impatient, and I cannot be the loving, kind, understanding, and always supportive mom that I want to be. And I refuse to have these kinds of interactions that leave my children or me feeling disconnected and frustrated with each other. I really want to have the best of times with my kids. So I don't do business and kids at the same time, wherever possible. This is one of the things that I really learned the hard way, where I would get frustrated at my kids. And eventually I'll just recognize, I was like, look, 
the multitasking isn't working for anyone. It isn't working for the business. It isn't working for the kids. It isn't working for you because you are getting really drained by it. It's a massive energy lake. It is one thing and that gets your full attention at a time. So how do I manage a seven-figure business with all of the load and the responsibility and the complexity and also stay the loving, kind, generous, understanding, patient, yet predictable mom that I want to be? The fun mom, the one who can handle tantrums peacefully and who just never runs out of patience. Here are a few cornerstones that I know will help you so much in your journey. The number one thing is self-awareness. You need to start recognizing when you're out of energy, when you're at maximum capacity, when you're touched out, when you're overstimulated, or when you're trying to do too many things at once, because that is also a massive energy drain. Without that self-awareness, parenting becomes incredibly hard because you keep pouring and pouring and pouring until your subconscious, until your mind and your body start start objecting. And that is when you become resentful and angry and snappy and all the things that you can see in yourself and in other moms that are just so common in the mom community, right? It is essential especially if you have workaholic tendencies, that you start recognizing how much do I still have left to give before I surpass that threshold where I can no longer have control over my emotions or have predictability to how I react to my children. You don't want to go to a place where you are so over capacity, so maxed out, that a spilled sippy cup is going to set you off. So... Building that level of self-awareness was really hard for me. It really wasn't was a massive undertaking. I had reminders three times a day at random times that were just asking me, what do you need right now? And they would stop me in my track and then I would actually be thinking and I'm like, I had no idea. So I started just doing full body scans. Can I feel the hair on my head? Can I feel my ears, my eyebrows? Can I feel my nose being attached to my face? Can I feel my lips on my face and surrounding my mouth? Can I feel my chin? Is my jaw clenched? Are my shoulders up and tense or are they relaxed and down? How does my breath feel? How does my rib cage feel? How does my belly feel? Am I t- sucking it in? Am I holding it? How do, do how do my hips feel? Oh my god, hips are a huge topic for storing stress, storing anger. I mean, if you're not solidly like anchored into your body, then you will definitely have so much tension in your hips as well. How do my legs feel? Am I really tired? Do I maybe need to sit down and kick my legs up for a moment because I've been running around like crazy the whole day? And can I feel my feet on the floor? Can I feel myself being solidly anchored on the ground? So I was doing these full body scans and I was so surprised because sometimes I would recognize like, oh, I'm hungry or oh, I really need to go to the bathroom. I haven't peed in like 200 hours. That is crazy. (laughs) I should go to the restroom. And I started having 
resistance to meeting my own needs because my workaholism would kick in. This was in the very beginning when my firstborn was barely a year old because my workaholism would be like, oh, but if you hold it like five more minutes, we could finish that task. And this forced me to really like clean up a lot more of my workaholism very, very quickly because I was like, no, I consciously decide here that that's not going to make or break the work that I'm doing. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And here's staying accountable to myself and my own needs and allowing my body to know that it can rely on me meeting my own needs was essential. This also solved one of my big quote-unquote anger problems because I always thought I had an anger problem because I have a wonderful husband and I felt so angry and so resentful so many times. Maybe you've heard the song Too Much Labor all day, every day, mother made something like this. It was wildly popular on social media. If you haven't heard it, you should listen to it. That is how I felt. And this brings me to point number two. It wasn't my husband who was making me do this. And even though my anger manifested towards my husband, it was me chasing myself and people-pleasing my husband. I legit just felt so bad asking him for support, expressing my needs, especially my need for a break, because that would mean he would be alone with the kids, and that's I know how tiring that is, right? And it took me well over three months working with a coach, one-on-one, her name was Jen, she was fantastic, to start seeing this pattern even. She was like, did you tell your husband the things that you're doing? Does he know all of the things that are happening in a household? I was like, no, well, he doesn't speak German, which is not true. He speaks German. He understands it well enough. And it's, you know, it's like so tiring and so on. What if he's just tired and then he won't tell me that he needs a break and so on? I was not seeing my husband as a grown adult who is perfectly capable of stating their own needs, whose responsibility it is to state his own needs and to let me know when he was over capacity as well. So here I really had to take a very good look into the mirror and say, well, Virginia, there's a lot of self-inflicted pain that you're struggling with here. You need to start expressing when you're a maximum capacity And you need to trust that your husband is emotionally mature enough to recognize his own needs, express his own needs, and simply tell you if he doesn't have capacity to take the kids on their own. And then you can talk about it and find a solution together. Now, in the beginning, I really needed a crutch. I would ask him, I'm like, Shats, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I really need a break right now. I need, or I need to take a walk around the block. Can you take the kids? And he would say like, yeah, sure. No problem. And I, I actually needed to say, okay, I'm feeling really insecure that you wouldn't tell me if you're too tired. You just said, yes, sure. So I'm just gonna trust that that is true. But please tell me right now, like confirm to me explicitly that you have the capacity to take care of these children on your own and that you're not going to feel resentful at me later. 
I needed this crutch. I needed to get this second affirmation very specifically on the topic of like, do you actually have capacity? Can I trust your word here? Don't you dare people please me, right? I want to be able to trust you because that was the only way that I could feel safe and relaxed enough to actually take a break, to actually just leave the house, to go away, to to breathe without feeling guilty. This is how I took control over the Mongeld, starting to see my husband in his power. Now I no longer need that. I trust that when he's telling me, yeah, I'm fine, no problem, that he is actually fine. And this brings me up to the third point. I very much intentionally spend time outside of the house. Because if I'm at home, I'm just going to end up doing something, repairing something, painting a wall, doing laundry, ironing clothes. I mean, I will always find something to do. If there is white space, something will fill it. It's like when there is a vacuum. If there is a vacuum, something else will fill the space. So how do I circumvent that? <laughs> I leave the house. I make plans. Even if it's just a lunch reservation at my favorite cafe where you don't technically have to reserve, but I will reserve it just so I have to show up there. So I can't find an excuse not to fill my cup. I will sign up for workout classes. I will sign up for horse riding sessions. I will schedule a massage, a hairdresser, and I will do this now multiple times a week because I know I need to be by myself in silence where I just can be alone with my thoughts. I need time in nature. If there's nothing, then I'll at least text a friend and say, hey, I'm going to go for a walk later. Can I give you a call at this time? And I will find something that allows me to to really just have a very easy way out. This is what I really needed to do the first, I would say, two years, three years of parenthood. And now I'm finally at this point where I can indulge in white space and I don't necessarily have to have something booked. I will find a way to leave the house and just do nothing. Sit in the sun, sit by the water, I really love doing this in the morning after dropping baby E off at her pre-K playgroup. And I'll just sit by the water and I'll have a cup of coffee in one of my favorite cafes. And it's just lovely hearing the water, the sound of the water, the sunshine falling through the trees. And I'll find my moments of peace and bliss like that. Or I'll just sit by my little fountain in the garden and I'll just relish in the goodness of the moment. This is something that I've really learned over time as well, that there's true goodness of life happens in the slow moments, rarely ever in the rushed ones. The rushed ones or the fast moments, they're usually filled with adrenaline and dopamine and that's cool too. But savoring, truly relishing, cherishing the moment that usually happens in silence and in slowness. 
So from there, this is this practice is really important. And also like seeing my husband in his power, this is also really important because this allows me to adequately protect my energy to hold both the responsibilities of motherhood and the business at the same time. Now, I already said I don't multitask because that usually hurts everyone, the kids and the business and me a lot. And I usually will have a much bigger recovery period after. Now, from here, I would say the next really big and important thing is the business component. You need to make sure that you get the most important tasks out of the way. For me personally, early in the morning, like I need to be done with content before my kids are home so that I had the chance to pitch, to sell, to send my email, to, you know, like do social media before the kids are home. Because once the kids are home, again, I don't multitask. I'm usually busy taking care of them and playing with them. And I have no interest in having to post at the same time as, I don't know, feeding my kids or bringing them to sleep or playing in the garden. When I'm mom, I'm mommying. I give them my full undivided attention. And this was also so, so important in one of the other programs that I did. I worked one-on-one with Love the Way You Parent. Her name is Rose. She was also in my mastermind. And I freaking love Rose. And in her in her training, which is a set of tools called Language of Listening, and in her coaching, I really learned how valuable it is to give your kids 20, 30 minutes of undivided attention. It really fills their need for attention and connection with you. And it leaves you both feeling so connected and close. And then after that, your kids will also just like walk away and like play on their own. Because they're like so, their connection cup is so full that they don't need you to like stand next to them every single waking second. They're just so happy. They, they've connected with you. They're feeling safe. They're feeling attached. They're feeling heard and seen and understood. My kids just go play for some time so I can do household stuff and I can cook. I can make food. I can maybe tidy up or clean a little bit around them. I can just be in the room and do some of my household duties rather than doing something where I actually have to focus on that specific thing, like, I don't know, doing content again or businessy stuff. So I very clearly divide. In the morning, I do get the most important work out of the way, which is usually for me content and selling. And then after that, I'll do whatever other work I have to do in the business. And here I'm really rigorous. I sort out all the tasks that I don't have to do myself, I will outsource, I will delegate, someone from the team will will take them on. I am so ruthless at cutting out anything that isn't 100% essential, that will just like not be done. End of story. If it's not needed, we're not doing it. I don't waste time on busy work. Again, if you tend to be this high-performing type A kind of woman or man I know we have both, <laughs> everyone is listening. If you're that high achiever, that performer, the person who always says, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, right? 
then this is something that you really need to learn, not just in motherhood and parenthood, but even in your business as well. You need to start wasting your time on busy work that isn't essential, that just fills the vacuum, right? The white space. So all of that I'm ruthlessly cutting out. I will outsource and delegate whatever possible so that then I have the luxury of like, okay, well, I got content out of the way. I got pitching and selling out of the way. Now, what is the most important one task a day I get to focus on? Sometimes it's writing new ad copy or a sales page or creating the design for a new program or creating the program itself. And other days, there's just nothing else on the schedule other than, okay, do content and social media and support my clients on Boxer. My to-do list is barely ever more than two tasks long per day. So I'm very, very intentional with the amount of work that I do. I always check, do I have capacity for this? And I also check with my team and ask them, do you have capacity for this task? I could help, need help with X, Y, and Z. Who has capacity to take this on? And by that capacity, I really don't mean time. I mean energy and headspace. That is one of the main reasons, I think, why so many of uh, of the women and, 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 and men I talk to struggle with parenthood and running their business because it takes a lot of mental space to take care of children, but it also takes a lot of energy and mental space to take care of your business. So you have to be super, super intentional in how you use both. And then last but not least, having efficient ways for parenting. I thought love the way you parent Rose, what Rose teaches was the most helpful because it solicits cooperation from the children or it allows them to cooperate and to just be really good children because they feel so heard and seen. And when they feel so heard and seen and connected, a child who feels connected doesn't want to resist you. It it has an interest in maintaining that connection, right? A child who gets their need for attention met is just so happy to collaborate, right? So that also really changed the game for me, just using Rose's tools and learning how to use language of listening. I worked with her one-on-one and I've been in her courses. And I've also worked with Jen and her, I will link both of them on with their Instagram handles below. And those are not affiliate links or anything. Those are just like genuine recommendations. I worked with Jen for an entire year. I think she only offers year-long one-on-one coaching. And she really helped me kind of like clean up the more messy side of parenthood and set my husband and me up for collaboration and put me back into a place of power or both of us into a place of power right? I no longer people please my husband and like try to just like manage it all so that he doesn't have to. No, it's a much more fair distribution. And I'm very mindful of the amount of headspace and capacity and energy that I still have available. And according to that, I will ask for what I need. And we have a very different way of communicating things now. I also am looping him in on all the things that are happening so that I don't feel like I even have to carry the mental load by myself, especially since scheduling is not my forte. He actually is the one who checks my schedule. And in the morning over a cup of coffee, he's like, 
my dear, today you've got X, Y, and Z meetings happening and the kids have X, Y, and Z because I shared a calendar. And for example, if my if the kids have like a doctor's appointment or something like that, I will actually send him the calendar invite. And on the day or the day before, we will decide who of us will go to the doctor, the dentist, the horse riding, the whatever they want to do that day. So this whole process and these learnings, they were really a necessity for me to be able to maintain a seven-figure business while also navigating the load of parenthood. There are some incredible coaches out there. I highly recommend the ones that I'm linking below, but there are others as well. So if you find someone you vibe with, really, I want to encourage you, get yourself support. Your children grow up so quickly, and before you know it, they're going to be out of the house. What do you actually want? Do you want to enjoy the time, or do you want to be stuck in resentful, angry, frustrated mom who's always snapping and feels completely exploited and is indulging in the social media content that's out there for moms, where it's really like this almost a little bit victim-y mindset of like, well, this is just how it is. It's got to be hard. And well, it's my partner. Well, yes and no. I'm sure there are some crappy partners out there, but a lot of us have really great partners who would love to support you better. And they simply don't know how because you're grabbing on to all the tasks that need to be done, trying to protect your partner from the effort without even noticing, people-pleasing, all of the good things, really, right? We're all human. We all have our little protective mechanisms. So my recommendation, get coaching on it. Save yourself the pains, the drama, and the mental space and the capacity that it takes to, yeah, to just deal with both. And the thing is, when you become more equipped to handle the demands of parenthood, your business inevitably will also open up and scale more easily because you've got more energy, you've got more capacity. And there's just, it's, you know, it's a chicken and egg situation. It's like, as long as one drains you so much, you will not have the space for the other either. And that goes both directions, right? That could be, if your business is too inefficient, then you're not going to have the capacity to enjoy parenthood. If your parenthood situation is not empowering you and working with the amount of energy and capacity that you have available, then it's inevitably going to affect your business and the amount of resources that you have for scaling your business. So they have to be super, super balanced. Both of them have to be kept in check and both of them really deserve support. To me, it was worth every single penny. I'm so glad so, so, so glad I invested in parent coaching and life coaching for moms. Those are like the two big components because, man, they really just made family life so much more enjoyable and 
Isn't that all what we want? We want our kids to grow up healthy, strong, have a secure attachment, have the confidence to tackle life head on, and us to have a great time with our kids too, right? We don't want to grow, we don't want to see them grow up and we feel resentful about all the time and energy we poured into them and now they're not even connected to us, right? So that's not the vibe. Find yourself some incredible coaches. It is so worth it. And if you have any questions, I'm always super happy to answer. Again, being a parent and running a seven-figure business is not easy or scaling to seven figures is not an easy feat. But you got this. It is not impossible either. Get yourself the support you need and I'll see you on Instagram. Imagine waking up and knowing that all the bills are already paid. And not just that, you're scaling your business way, way beyond the point of what you need to the point of what you desire. Do you feel like you're stuck at the 20, 30-ish K mark? Do you feel like there's this invisible glass ceiling that's stopping you from scaling to 50 to 100 K month? If so, I've got a special, special offer for you. In September, I will host the very first 50k month mini mind. This is going to be an intimate group of women all on their way to 50 to 100k month. In this mastermind, we're going to take a look exactly what is going on in your business and where you're leaking time, money and energy. Because scaling to 50 to 100k month is not at all about doing more. It's about doing less, but way more intentionally. It's about doing the things without leaking energy along the way. It's about taking the sand out of the gears so one gear can leverage the next gear and you're making bigger jumps with the same amount of effort. If you are ready to scale to 50K months and beyond, join me for five powerful weeks in the 50K mini mind. This is going to be five powerful weeks of Voxer coaching calls where we go over the strategic, the energetic, and the mindset components that will unlock 50K month with you. This mini mind is limited to 10 women who are all on the way to 50k month. The investment for it will be 5555 and it is pay in full only. I am so excited to take you to the 50k month journey inside this mastermind. I am excited to pull back the curtains and share with you exactly what it takes to bring in such large amounts of money when the truth is after 20 to 30k you probably don't need more but just because you desire to keep scaling your business i am so excited shoot me a dm just say 50k month and we'll have a quick chat and if you're the right fit i will send you the link to join the mastermind don't wait up the seats are limited and i'll see you inside